You found The Paul List, a daily comics analysis project. It's daily so that we can read widely, and it's analysis so we can dig deep. I'm Paul, an English teacher, a literacy researcher, and a comics reader. I'm on Twitter at T-W-O-P-L-A-I-2-PLY. You can find visuals at thepaullist.com. Please subscribe and review The Paul List on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. It helps a lot when you review us. Um, today is our Saturday small press comic, and our comic is Handbook by Kevin Budnick, um, self-published. It can be found on his website. And we'll be looking at uh, diary and documentation in comics as a way of recovery. So let's dig deep. It is uh, always good, always good to be with you. And, uh, you know, I, I imagine now that there are some of you who are listening and um, maybe mainlining a whole bunch of episodes of this podcast as you found it. Others who may be checking in day to day. Others who are probably just, um, you know, uh, playing, pressing play on those episodes with comics that you're interested in. Hey, however you come to us, glad that you're here. And, um, you know, Handbook by Kevin Budnick is a lesser-known book, uh, and part of what I hope to do on this podcast is to, yes, spend some time talking about, you know, big-name comic books, graphic novels, um, things like that, but to also highlight things that may be, mm, shall we say, lesser-known, and um, maybe give them a chance to um, to be explored um, here. And, uh, you know, one of the ways that I find out about comics is that I'm an awards watcher, I have to confess. You know, it's, you know, it's fun sometimes and sometimes uh, exhausting to sit and argue about who deserved what award or who is the best colorist of the year. Sometimes that stuff is somewhat silly. Um, but um, Baltimore Comic Con is going on right now, and so they just announced tonight the Harvey Award winners. And it was an interesting thing that happened. Um, not many surprises in the winners. A lot of saga. <laughs> hey, did you have you heard of this little-known book saga? <laughs> um, but it was great to see um, Boom's uh, tribute to to Charles Schultz Peanuts book get get uh, two different awards. I think because uh, I really loved that book um, because of my deep Peanuts love. And you can check out the IDW Artist Edition of uh, Peanuts by Schultz episode of this podcast from, to hear me talking about that. Also, really gratified to hear Stan Sakai winning for Best Cartoonist. Um, and then, you know, Lumberjanes and, and, and some good um, applause for various books. And I think a kind of backlash because the nomination lists were filled with books from Valiant. And, you know, I felt kind of bad because what happened was I think Valiant wound up, uh, you know, coming up empty. Maybe because anybody who was there to vote for them, um, you know, the votes were split between the multiple nominees from Valiant. Maybe because there was a little bit of backlash against um, Valiant for having, uh, shall we say, stuffed the ballot boxes <laughs> with their nominees, uh, you know, and, and I, I firmly believe in the quality of Valiant books, and I, and I hope to talk about them someday on this podcast uh, sometime soon. But um, I think that quality speaks for itself, and, and unfortunately, I think people interpreted the, the many nominees that way. Um, but I think a list of nominees that is always a surefire um, 
you know, way to, to find things that are interesting and exciting um, is the Ignatz Award. The um, Ignatz is associated with the Small Press Expo, which is going to be in September 16th, 17th-ish, 17th, I think. Um, and one of the Ignatz nominees was Kevin Budnick as um, an emerging uh, promising talent. I, don't, I can't remember exact title of the um, category. And that sort of um, turned me on to, to Mr. Budnick's work and I was able to um, uh, pick up a copy of a Handbook, uh, which he published last year. And I think that's, um, uh, you know, a, a kind of a cool way to discover comics is to know that this sort of reading and vetting process that people who, you know, create these nomination lists go through of having to read a ton of stuff um, turns up some things that I might not have noticed otherwise. And that's a, a big reason that I appreciate paying attention to um, awards, stuff like that. So um, speaking of paying attention, I just want to pause a minute before we launch into Handbook. Um, and as usual, it'll, it'll all tie in. But uh, I just want to pause a minute to thank you for listening. Um, it's been interesting to see, um, you know, to, to see that there's been a a response and, and that people have been listening to the podcast. I don't know if most of them are robots or um, some kind of, um, you know, podcast aggregator collecting up <laughs> the many, 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 many hours of uh, oral audio entertainment that's being produced as people sort of pour their guts out onto the uh, airwaves or the internet waves. Um, but I do, I have heard from enough of you to know that there are some of you who are listening and that, um, that's very meaningful to me. Uh, you know, I've said before, this is an analysis project. It's a learning experience for me as a, as a, um, as a teacher, as a, as a researcher, as somebody who's interested in culture and, and wants to engage culture, uh, meaningfully. Um, a part of this that I haven't talked about, uh, openly is that um, besides being a kind of intellectual discipline for me, this um, podcast is also part of my process of recovery from spending too much money. Um, sometimes I make jokes uh, on this podcast about having a basement full of comic books and, <laughs> and you know, hardcovers and collections and spending my daughter's college saving fund. Um, I, I, I half joke and half of it is in jest and also half of it uh, I say to to admit to and to own up to a very serious issue in my life, which is that I spend too much money. Um, it's something that I've actually, uh, you know, sought sought help for and um, and entered into recovery for and entered into a a, a, re, a twelve step group for. And um, whether 12-step and recovery was exactly what I needed or not, um, I think there's so many uh, things that I learned from that that persist to this day. And one of those things is that um, that sometimes our addictions are, um, you know, physiological, connected to things going on with us emotionally and psychologically, things going on with us that are um, uh, itches that we continually need to scratch. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, if you would uh, just allow me a little bit of self-disclosure um, in contrast to the distant and academic and sort of calculated, um, you know, analysis that you may have expected coming to a comics analysis podcast, um, I think that doing this, basically 
um, paying for the enjoyment that I get from reading comics and from all the effort and work that creators like Kevin Budnick have put into their work and, and sort of put out to the world, paying forward by by trying to um, engage in this conversation with you, my listeners, has been um, therapeutic. It has been a way for me to, uh, A, to not obsessively think about getting more comics or books or, um, you know, literary theory or, um, you know, histories of Asian Americans, whatever, you know. Um, It's also been a way for me to um, try to spread and and increase the um, kind of thoughtful love <laughs> that is that is there in the comics community. You know, like tear aside the the internet trolling, tear aside the you know sort of industry clamor, um, and you get to the heart of it. And 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 here is a community of people who um, who deeply love, and uh, and I appreciate being a small, small part of that. And I hope that you, um, as I always say, derive some benefit. Um, I would, I, I, you know, I would always appreciate a word, um, a message, um, to ply at gmail.com or on Twitter, just to let, let me know. Um, but whether you, you know, whether few or many, uh, of my listeners, I, I think that doing this is an opportunity for me to, um, to at least imagine, if not to actually engage with, um, the, the comics community and and that means the world to me and that as an alternative to the kind of obsessive buying and collecting uh, habit um, well I still have some degree of the habit but uh, being able to channel it instead to this conversation is a gift um, and so if you're listening it is a gift that you've given me um, handbook so handbook is uh, many things but uh, I think at the core it is a diary comic it's a it's a sort of a a um autobiographical um you know uh, uh memoir graphic memoir as it says in the back and kevin budnick who's um i think he may st- probably still in his 20s yeah i believe so um based on the chronology in the book um addresses a lot of things that are typical of these books friendship a little bit of romance, family, being in his 20s, you know, assorted daily things, annoyances and stuff like that. But I think what really makes the book unique um, is that these are all comics that come from the comic journals, the journal comics, the comic diaries of somebody who's been in treatment um, and in recovery from eating disorders, um, that being Mr. Budnick. And, um, And so the entire comic, like many diary comics, is this unique... Uh, work of self-disclosure, a unique kind of memoir, um, because in comics form, um, you know, there's a lot of of uh, telling about himself, uh, and that telling about himself makes it uh, a, a kind of narrative that you don't uh, read as a constructed story. You you understand that this is sort of a you know, the progressive self-revelation of somebody going through, undergoing a process, you know, a time, a period in their lives. Um, Let's see, I I guess, you know, the diary comics that come to mind in the genre are things like Emmy Town or the work of Dustin Harbin or 
Lucy Nisley, uh, things like that. And so we're in kind of that area. The art style is, is, is um, to me, reminiscent of Jeffrey Brown, maybe a little neater. Um, later Jeffrey Brown, we can say. Um, but, but this with this nice watercolor stuff, you know, most of the pages are either four square panels or, or a full page square. Um, you know, no rulers involved here. <laughs> but um, I think what's sort of visible in the, the um, art style immediately is that there is structure, but it's not stifled. St not, nothing stifling, nothing where the discipline of, you know, managing perspective lines or um, <laughs> adhering to anatomy or model sheets or something like that is so tight that um, there's not the freedom to get right to the um, the core and, and the self-expression. And it's, you know, I'm not sure, I have no idea what took the most time for Mr. Budnick, but I imagine that the colors who, which kind of jump out at you, not because they're um, uh, flamboyant, but because they're um, actually so textured um, as a kind of watercolor. I'm not sure if it's, um, you know, digital or it's a, a, a paper medium. I should probably have done some research, maybe even ask Mr. Budnick. Apologize for that. But um, either way, the, the effect is to have this um, sort of the watercolor effect, I think, um, this sort of warm invitation. And, you know, when watercolors are used to make scenery, it starts to, it, it looks pretty, um, boring <laughs> but but when it's used for this kind of daily life uh, memoir i feel like it has a way of of um uh feeling like a uh you know a um it's dusk and um and it's reflective and we're sitting around uh sort of thinking and chatting and and opening ourselves and i love that style in this kind of a book um the title is handbook which doesn't s signal um <laughs> doesn't signal to you um that that it's a autobiographical memoir a diary comic about somebody um recovering from from eating disorders but um i think actually it's a very meaningful name and i may be overreading it uh, i may be reading too much into it um but uh i think that there are some really good reasons for um for the title to be handbook despite it sort of you know uh, being slightly misleading <laughs> leading you in at least in another direction in thinking about the book um so um the reason it's called handbook actually the, the sort of on the surface given reason is that um as uh mr budnick is in the process of um of sort of in recovery um he i guess i guess he later finds this this pile of old journals and um it's there's one that's called handbook um it's one of these journals you pick up at you know bookstore or something like that with an image on the cover that looks very cool but may or may not have anything to do with the contents that you are supposed to fill inside um but it's titled handbook and then there's a picture of a hand and it's one of these pictures that has you know numbers labeled to different parts of the hand because of acupuncture or fortune telling or I don't know, <laughs> but um, but um, but yeah. So he he finds this journal uh, and it's he says it's full of things that I wrote during therapy. By the way, I'm gonna put a few images, uh, probably about four, three or four, up on the my uh, my new website. I actually set it up to be a website. It's it's still a Tumblr site, but it's just at thepaullist.com. And you can check it out there, um, a few images from uh, Handbook. But um, no, no major spoilers, by the way, here today. Um, not, it's not really a spoiler 
spoiler it's kind of a spoiler proof book <laughs> so um maybe that's a spoiler in itself uh anyway um so um so he, he he basically fills this journal with the things that are you know in his mind and actually it's unclear to me whether that journal is itself a comic journal or actually a written journal it's it's definitely it definitely is a writing a written journal because one of the things he does is he does a lot of documentation of stuff and i'm going to talk about that in a minute but um but it's unclear to me whether he's actually also doing comics in there either way the the title of the comic the title of the uh comic diary is in, is titled after this handbook um but i think the uh, significance of it being a handbook is uh ha has a couple of i don't know possibilities to me that relate to the kind of themes that i see in the book one is that um when i think of a handbook i think of you know an instruction manual uh, a guide a, a series of, of steps do these things um, <laughs> you know if you run into this problem here's how you solve it and um, and actually while handbook doesn't signal to me a diary comic what it does signal to me is perhaps like a handbook on on recovery a handbook of how to fix your problems a handbook of how to manage yourself and a lot of what this comic is about is um, you know is sort of it comes in from uh, from time to time actually many times throughout is this i this idea of our need to manage our lives and to manage ourselves um among the things that mr budnick reveals about himself is not only that he struggled with eating disorder uh not only that he uh went into recovery for that but also you know dealing with uh, obsessive compulsive disorder um he has panels where he talks about cleaning uh, panels where he talks about, um, uh, you know, sort of fixating on on certain things, and um, and and even in what he does with these journals and keeping them, and then also the things that therapists recommend that he do as far as documenting his meals and his emotions and his reactions to them, you can see that there's this sort of quasi obsession that goes on with documenting and managing and monitoring himself and just kind of checking in with himself and all of that being tied to this you know this premise of being able to to continually change and improve yourself you know all throughout the book there's all these you know there's actually various journals that he goes through and you can see that you know he's probably uh like me, you know, <laughs> I have in this basement before me boxes and boxes of journals where I, you know, spent, spilled uh, g gallons of ink uh, self-reflecting on things that I wish I could improve. I wish I ate less and exercised more and da 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 da, da you know, didn't get angry at my family members, stuff like that. And that kind of, I think, um, desire to, you know, sort of endless uh, itch let's say, to, to um, manage and to, to, um, to just kind of uh, govern the self uh, is, I think, a lot of what this comic is about. Um, at one point, he, he says something like, my, my eating disorder issues are really about being in control of my destiny, um, not about, not so much, although he, he does talk a little about this, not so much about the way I look or about, you know, um, about somebody stray words that somebody said that led me down this path but i think really about the ability to manage himself um and i think that's a um a lot of 
uh, I think the the kinds of things that you are dealing with and reckoning with in recovery, because at the same time that you are trying to address this way that you've tried to manage yourself, in his case, eating disorder, in my case, the the um, uh, rampant accumulation of books. <laughs> Um, at the same, this, the same thing, uh, in the same way that you're trying to manage uh, your life through the, the addiction, you also must somehow manage your addiction. And that's a paradox. You know, it's a paradox that you, um, you <laughs> once were obsessive about this thing that sort of gave you the rush or, or, or gave you the feeling of release. But that thing itself has come back to, um, to become its own monster. And I think any, 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 any of us who've uh, dealt with addiction of, of whatever kind, um, which I might venture to say any of us <laughs> can relate to that feeling of um, s- sort of jumping from one obsession to another. And, um, and oftentimes, I think in our, in our uh, self-therapeutic uh, culture, that obsession has to do with the, the kind of self-management that that you know, the world keeps telling us that we're, we can do. Um, another thought that I have about Handbook is, um, is that it's actually a book with a hand on it. I guess that's the joke, is that it's a journal that says a handbook, which, but it's, got a, it's a handbook because it's got a hand on it. <laughs> and um, and it, it really makes me kind of think about whether that there is kind of a joke in there about um, the idea of a of, of physical book being a a hand book, you know, uh, <laughs> again, this, here's the English major, uh, maybe reading way too much into it, but I actually think it's, at least this is significant that, um, that Mr. Budnick is thinking a lot about the material basis of our, of our psychology, you know, like all the stuff in our head, how does it play out with dealing with our bodies and the difference between the image in our head, the picture in our head and the actual physical materiality of, you know, our, our bones and our, um, fat and our clothing and our, the shape of who we are and our hair and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you kind of see it pop up throughout the book is all kinds of anxieties about clothing, about the way that he looks or the shape of bodies, whether he's judging people or whether he, you know, the way that he appears to people. And, um, and also a kind of concentration on these journals. You know, you, he kind of draws with a, a, an attention to detail these various journals that he goes through. And it's like those physical journals come to become a place to concentrate the energy of the kind of management that he wants to obsessively pursue of his own body. And I, I wonder if um, if all of that is a way of, of him, you know, um, turning to the physicality of a book, you know, of the act of writing and drawing as an alternative to the the sort of obsessive and addictive eh, obsessive is is probably an unfair word but the the maybe um compulsive need to um manage your physical environment around you or to um or to control your eating and your body and to therefore um start to experience the the disordered eating that i think mr budnick experienced um i was in a recovery meeting. Uh, actually, this was an AA meeting that I attended with a friend. And somebody was talking about how being addicted 
um, to alcohol. <laughs> the only way that they ever got out of being addicted to alcohol was becoming addicted to, to AA. <laughs> you know, they would go to, you know, four or five meetings a week. And, you know, a lot of it is, uh, you know, 12-step. Uh, and by the way, I'm not assuming Mr. Budnick was in a 12-step program. He doesn't say that. But um, but uh, at this AA meeting, he said a lot of, you know, sometimes you feel like going to, to doing 12-step, working the steps, being in recovery has simply replaced alcohol, you know, instead of being addicted to alcohol, instead of it being hooked on the bottle, I'm hooked on recovery. But um, what he said was, you know, but if that's the trade-off, I'll take it. You know, <laughs> if the trade-off is between um, a poison that causes me to destroy my relationships and to shirk my responsibilities and to become somebody that I don't want to become. And instead, I regularly go to a place where, you know, um, I'm there to support, I'm there to heal, and I'm there to, um, you know, figure things out and to and to dedicate and resolve myself. Well, if I just traded the, pro the first addiction for the latter, I'll take that. You know, and I thought that, that there was a kind of wisdom in that, in that the same addictive personality channeled and funneled toward something, um, uh, something else becomes, um, right, becomes what you're supposed to be doing. And, and that kind of brings me to my third thought about handbook, because handbook is not a handbook, but uh, it's a diary. Um, and it is a book with a hand on it. But I, I wonder if to some extent it is a handbook. Um, in the sense that um, for uh, for Mr. Budnick, the diary comics is part of the process of finding orderedness or, or peace or whatever, paying forward, you know, that um, that is is part of the process of recovering recovery for him. Uh, recovering is the wrong word because it's no recovering <laughs> in recovery is the word because you you're sort of never done right and. Um, and there's all these places where he talks about drawing in order to to find a kind of centeredness, um, the the act of creating and and being and producing and giving and sharing as a part of surviving, as a part of living, as a part of getting outside of addiction, getting outside of yourself, and it's it's kind of beautiful actually, even though you know you see him um, very vulnerable about all of his fragility. There's also all throughout the book an acknowledgement. In fact, one of the first pages he says. Um, uh, and I'll, I think this is one of the pages I'll post. I found this book amid a pile of old journals. It's full of things I wrote during recovery. Some of it is pretty bleak. Too bleak. Too bleak not to go be with friends. And so you kind of see again and again and in this comic, um, uh, you know, Budnick turning to people. And, you know, friends are great. Friends are sometimes terrible. You know, <laughs> relationships uh, fail you and sometimes they ruin you and at the same time they are exactly what you need and you kind of see him um, going back and forth with those things with his friendships and with his family um, especially with his friend Spens <laughs> um, but but I think a lot of the comic reveals ways that he's he's moving into and then coming outside of himself in fact one of the kind of most poignant pages of the whole comic is the very last one where he just has a, a long list of thank yous and, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, any of these people from Adam, but um, it's clear that that um, doing this comic is is uh, sort of uh, inextricably tied with his life and that his life is inextricably tied with his community, with these people that um, that's around him. Um, and, 
you know, he says in the back of the book, this is partially an account of personal guilt and stress and partially a story about relationships and moving on. And I think that's a lot of the meaning, is the meaning is, is about these relationships, uh, uh, many of which involve and include him working through the things that he's working through. As a comics artist, as a person um, recovering, uh, there's a, a, a segment where he is, um, and it's also sort of loosely organized, there's some chapters, and they have a kind of thematic core, but they also kind of drift about the way that a diary would. But um, there's, a, there's a segment where, you know, he's speaking at a meeting, and he's talking about his family, and in a way, um, you know, uh, making things right with his family. And you can tell that that's a part of his process as well, and that these comics are not insignificant to that. <laughs> there's a, a page where he's at a maybe a, a con or something and this uh it's titled not they're all not they're not uh, all titled but uh it's titled what are these comics about and a woman comes and says uh i think it's a woman i don't know uh says uh oh you know what what these comics are really depressing i i like to read comics for escape uh so you know why why you have to have these heavy comics and he's like uh well you don't have to read them <laughs> it's great reaction and he yanks the book out of her out of her hands but um you know what he says at the outset is he says it's it's sort of a journal i use it to process my anxieties and um and i and i realize and i realized that actually being a reader um is you know it's kind of um it's almost mystical you know in a way he kevin budnick doesn't doesn't know me from adam has does not have me in mind when he's uh drawing it in any specific way and yet the notion the thought that he is that somebody is reading and understanding and and being reminded of things um and being um you know appreciating the shares sometimes you go to a recovery meeting if you've never been to a meeting or whatever you know it's you're like waiting for somebody to just lay down on you here are the things you got to do go and fix yourself and instead it's just a circle of people doing shares and you're just like, this is it, you know? <laughs> um, but the keep coming back idea is that is that in those shares, you know, in in everybody taking their two to three minutes, you find a um you find uh I don't know, something as I said, oh mystical, something um spiritual, if I if I would dare to say. And um and in the in the testimonial of somebody else's story, you you find um, yourself, and that when you are giving that testimonial, you give it partly for the thought that somebody else um, is going to benefit from it, and um, and that is well, that's that's community. That's um, has a has a powerful way of healing, and so I, I feel like um, Kevin Budnick has not only used this comic for himself as part of his process, but there's also this assumption that I think is all throughout the book that there is also somebody on the other end of this, somebody who's reading, um, who hopefully will derive some benefit from the comic. Um, and that thought is also part of his processing, his anxieties, and, um, and coming to do something outside of himself that is, I think, uh, probably essential to him, um, him recovering. And so I have, um, you know, a ton of applause for um, the, the bravery <laughs> um, required, you know, 
much respect for the bravery required to to publish and and really to make part of your your public presentation uh these things that he's gone through and is going through and so um so i think it's a good comic uh, i think it's one that I would not just give to somebody who has eating disorders who is or who is in recovery um, because I think, as I said at the beginning, um, I have very few dalliances with alcohol or or illegal <laughs> substances. I'm not a porn addict or um, whatever, and yet n nothing that, you know, nothing that, you know, friends tell me about um, the addictions that they have shock me because I know that... Um, uh, yeah, you know, I got there, but for the grace of God, go I. And, and, and uh, in fact, uh, I go somewhere else. <laughs> I got my own, uh, I got my own issues. And, um, and what, you know, I always talk about bigger social and cultural and political things in comics, but, um, but there is a therapeutic side to healing and, uh, it is part of uh, all of us and, um, and comics are, can be part of that too. Um, yeah. I think this is some beautiful proof positive of that. So, yeah, this has been Handbook. Uh, as I said, I think you can get it from, um, yeah, actually I know you can get it from Kevin Budnick's uh, website. So if you've listened this far and haven't read it yet, you want to go to, you want to Google or whatever search um, Budnick, B-U-D-N-I-K, um, to look for Handbook. I think he sells it for $20. Um, but uh, next week um, on the Smaller Pressed Saturday, I think I'm going to talk about Niobe. Um, uh, Niobe subtitle what? I forgot. I Stranger, published by Stranger Comics, uh, art by Ashley Woods, and written by two folks. <laughs> I forgot their names. Um, but if you have any feedback or suggestions about Small Press Saturday, let me know. Um, tomorrow, actually, tomorrow is the Sa Sunday Super Friend, and I'm going to talk about Future Quest number four, but I may flip the order just because of readiness and do the monday marvel on sunday and do the sunday uh, super friend on monday uh and the marvel book i'm gonna talk about is silver surfer number six six seven six it's number six it's also number 200 if you um didn't reboot the thing over and over again so um i'm gonna talk a little bit about um uh how how it is that mike allred and dan slot make silver surfer who's supposed to be cosmic and exciting and sort of you know galaxy trotting um how they domesticate him and still make it impactful and um and vast so that'll be um the marvel monday marvel um and uh like i said check us out at the paulist.com and uh find me on twitter at uh, twoplai you can email me at twoply at gmail.com and let's keep reading